in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. By the way, thanks for leaving in the conjugal visits bit. <laughs> it's like, oh no! <laughs> Are you ready to rock? I was born to rock. <laughs> um, okay. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the timeless Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> timeless? Yeah. Glenn, you got a you got a birthday coming up here soon. I do. In about <clears throat> an hour and a half. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we should uh, we should have a, a birthday party in an hour and a half. <laughs> if I'm still awake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm 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 looking forward to getting older. Yes. Uh, yeah. More refined. Uh, thanks for reminding me, Ryan. Yeah. More I said refined. It's <laughs> right. I said timeless. I'm like I'm like Sean Connery. Yeah. Yeah. No. I uh, when I was when I was thinking about that, I uh, th- I kept thinking about that Rod Stewart song, Forever Young. <laughs> Forever, yeah. Man, I can't. Got to be a little gravelier. Yeah. No, not gravelier. Raspy? It's a weird, like, it's not. When you say gravelly, you think, like, manly, like, gravel. Yeah, yeah, like. like and uh, his yeah. is very, like, wispy. Wispy, yeah. Kind of like. Yeah. yeah. Combination of gravelly and whimpery. Whimper? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Glenn. Well, speaking of whimpery. Um, we're, we're co-founders of a site called gentleman.com uh, and gentleman.com is a great place to go visit mm. it's a it's a it's a lovely little it's like a little village it's like a little town oh yeah like an olympic village yeah we've got we got the mayor of gentleman which okay. would probably be you really um, i'm like the the uh town constable constable hey hey yeah <laughs> are you keep going razorback keep going <laughs> <laughs> El Swago. <laughs> uh, but no, it's a great little community. It's great. It's a great little. Uh, you know what do they say about community? Uh, the it takes a it takes a village to raise a child. Right. So imagine the site was a child. <laughs> Wait, it's no. A, it's a, it's kind of like a digital a Mayberry. A Mayberry. I mean? Yeah. That's a good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, right. I'd probably be, you know, Gomer Pyle or Opie. <laughs> you could be, you could be Andy. <laughs> well, go away. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. If you if you are if you're wistful for the old timey days, yes, of <laughs> of the world, you can stop by gentleman dot com mm-hmm. and uh, you can get all your news there. You can get the weather. <laughs> Um, you know, find mm. out find out about uh, find out about interesting trends and manliness, all kinds of stuff, mm-hmm. all kinds of all kinds of great great stuff on mm-hmm. gentleman.com. So stop by gentleman.com, um, and once you've done that, the best place to go after that because you your 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 palate won't be fulfilled. You just can't get enough. No, you can't. Uh, it's like a, it's got a, it's got like a fire hose. It's like MSG. You know? Exactly. <laughs> it's like MSG. Yeah. It's MSG of the web. Yeah. Um, stop on by podcast.gentleman.com where we will uh, link up all the stuff we talked about in the show. Uh, maybe dash a couple of those little uh, Easter eggs oh, in, yeah. uh, in uh, podcast.gentleman.com. Uh, so stop on by there, and uh, you can you can follow along with the show and and listen to other episodes and all that cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing I have to say, mm-hmm. the final thing I have to say, Glenn, okay. is that if you want to get in touch with us, yes, <clears throat> as as some people have chosen to do in the past. Yes, they have. Um, and will continue to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can send us a letter to the Gentleman Mailbag mm-hmm. at P.O. Box 442-305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044. Uh, please do so. And uh, to give us your greetings and salutations. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, you can drop us a question, and we will talk about it on the uh, Gentleman Mailbag segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will take your letter. We will post it on the Hall slash Wall of Fame, which we know is the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, and who knows what's going to happen next? It's a lot of things. It's a lot of things. Uh, I know it's a little daunting, but 
It is, but it's going to be worth it. It, it will be. It'll be totally we, worth it. We're gonna we're gonna feature a letter later in the show. That's right. Somebody wrote in and if a kind sir to to discuss, send a nice little letter over to the gentleman podcast, and we will uh, we'll get into that little mm-hmm. letter. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, let's uh, let's get into the uh, drink of the week for this week, Glenn. The drink of the week. I'm excited about this, Brian. I, I am too. I saw this in your fridge. I uh... so I went to the store to go to find the drink uh, drink of the week, and I realized, man, we're we're getting through a lot of craft brewers. You've done a lot. Done a lot of done a lot of work mm-hmm. uh, in the last year or so, and uh, I was thinking it's springtime, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, a couple weeks ago, I did highlight. We talked about High Life. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a good springtime beer. I think we've talked about Summer Shandy in the past. We yeah. talked about Lining Kugels, which is another good springtime beer. But I started thinking about what what beer do I like to, to drink around springtime? Mm-hmm. And uh, the first thing that came to my mind was Mexican beer. Oh yeah, you know, nice, <laughs> nice little lager like. You know, I like the amber beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Modelo one like this, but yep, we're going to be talking about uh, Dosa Keys Amber. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love this beer when it gets to be springtime, a little warm. There's nothing like a nothing like a, little, a Mexican beer. It's That's right, very refreshing and crisp. You know, I I have a thing for Mexican beer. I think it's because I usually have Mexican food when I drink Mexican mm-hmm. beer, and I love Mexican food. So yeah, yeah. My only trip to Mexico. Just to Tijuana. Ooh. And, uh... We've talked about this. I was a little bit, uh... The, pl- the places that we were going to visit were a little bit seedy. And I was a little bit worried about the food. Wait, seedy by Tijuana standards or seedy by... I think by any standard. Oh, okay. And wow. so we were we were in the deep end. Wow. And, uh... Trying to come up for air. And, uh... I remember, you know, being a little bit, like... Ang- I was a kid. You know, I was like... 19 years old or something mm-hmm. and I was a little bit anxious about eating and drinking stuff over there like <laughs> uh, didn't we get the little uh, phobia of uh, getting caught uh, oh okay yeah <laughs> some kind of compromising <laughs> situation anyway uh, so the whole time I was there which was one night one night and part of a day the only thing I drank was Dosa Keys mm-hmm. uh, the whole time because I knew it was bottled beer it's fine you know I'll be good mm-hmm. you know whatever didn't get the old Montezuma two-step. <laughs> the, the old McKinney Montezuma shuffle. No. No, thankfully not. Um, anyway, Glenn. Okay, well, that's enough of my personal stories. Mm. Ultra-personal stories. Uh, this, Yeah, so I was reading about this beer, Glenn, uh, this Dosa Keys Amber, and I didn't realize... I, I guess I had always assumed that this was a Mexican brewing company started by a, a Mexican person. Mm-hmm. But in fact... This was this brewery was started by a guy named William Hass. Uh, Sounds German. It is German. Uh, in 1894, he 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 grew up in Germany and he he wanted to. He always had a dream of starting a Mexican brewery, which is kind of an interesting dream for a, a German. Yeah, but he did, uh, and so he he saw an opportunity there, and he he moved to Mexico and started this brewery. Um, and the the website, according to the website. It, it, it says must Mastazuma Mastazuma Brewery. Uh, according to the website, it says now mix, <laughs> now mixing the culture of Germany with the culture of Mexico doesn't always work. You can end up with burros in your later hosen or sauerkraut tacos. Ugh, <laughs> gross. But uh, when he brewed his first beer, when Willem brewed his first beer there, he knew he had something special. Ah, so this is good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So see, uh, I would see? I would agree with you. I, w- I would say that that's correct, um, Glenn. I had I had a hard time trying to track down the specifics about this beer. Yeah, uh, for some reason, beers like this—they like don't ask, don't tell policy. Yeah, they don't. They don't. <laughs> it's it's very difficult to find the statistics on this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I what did I, I I had to do some research and I found out that it is apparently five point five percent alcohol. And uh, the IBUs are 23. 23? That's a lot higher than I thought it would be. Yeah, it seems high. Huh. But uh, it's the amber. I don't know if that, you know, whatever. Um, uh, and the is... price the price point uh, was $7 for a six-pack. Okay, so under. Yeah. Significant. Is it, yeah, $7 is pretty low. And so, you know. 
So it's pretty good, pretty good stats there. I'm, I, I'm feeling good about that. I like that we are getting into these. Uh, you know, we're, we're we're like MythBusters of beer, right? Mm. I mean, people kind of if, if this isn't a craft brew, then it sucks. Well, you right. know what, people? We'll tell you if it sucks or not. Right. And we won't do it based on willy nilly, you know, thoughts and feelings. It'll mm. be on empirical data. Exactly. <clears throat> Mustache twist the. Meh. Mustache twist scale. That's right. Is not only hard to say, it's yeah. also uh, hard to deflate. There's no way to. There's no. There's no chinks in its armor. When you build something based on science and mathematics, mm-hmm. it's you can't you can't argue with it. Exactly. So, so yeah, good good call. Good. Uh, I like the way you're handling your business mm-hmm. this week, Brian. This is Thanks. this is good. Appreciate I, that. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. Well. All right, let's give this a two this pull. Two X's, two X's, Amber. Oh yeah, ah yeah. It's like a soft drink, but beer. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm drinking Coca Cola beer. Exactly. It's mm. delicious. Oh, okay, Glenn. Well, what? Uh, having tasted this beer mm. for the first time ever. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> what? This exotic Mexican beer. What uh, what what would you say your rating of this beer would be, Glenn? Well, Brian, I like that it's smooth. I like mm-hmm. that it's you know unassuming. Yep. You know, you can just walk right up to it, say hello. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm fine, thanks. <laughs> it's uh, yeah okay. I, I I like man. It's like syrup. It really is like like drinking Coke beer. Yeah. That sounded weird. Uh, cola beer. Coca-Cola. Yeah, Coca-Cola beer. Not beer laced with something. Um, though, if you get this in Tijuana, there's always that option. I wouldn't know anything about that. Um, it's not very... There's not a whole lot to it. What you see is what you get. That's right. Um, but it's refreshing. It's dark. Mm-hmm. $7 a six-pack. Yeah. I think... Mm, I, I'm going to give this an 8.2. 8.2? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was thinking 8.4. It really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, Glenn. Well, now that we have those two ratings, mm-hmm. uh, we can plug in. Let me let me type this into the MTS here. Yeah. Okay. So we had, you, you said 8.2. 8.2, yeah. And I said 8.4. Mm-hmm. Now, then we said the alcohol by volume is 5.5%. And pretty normal-ish. IBUs were 23. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then low. the price was uh, the price was seven dollars. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's kind of low there. So okay. And then uh, we know that the markets have been slightly up this week. Yeah. Uh, the price of barley is is up. Right. You know, the, so there have been affect. rumors of some things happening in Hungary, which have really right affected you know. the right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that and of course that's going to be taken into account. So while we're printing off here, mm-hmm. um, okay. So just give it one second here. It's gonna it's gonna come out and uh, give us the official MTS. Mustache twist and mustache twist. <laughs> Empirical score. Yes. Okay, here it comes. Okay. Okay, so it's an eight point three. Eight point three on the mustache scale. So eight point three. Okay. Yeah. That's about where I thought it would land. Yeah. That seems about right. It doesn't seem too far off. That's right. And uh, thankfully the, the mustache twist scale is empirical and um, patent pending. And so <laughs> Uh, that is the official. That's the official eight point three. Is the dose of Keith Amber? Um, okay, Glenn. One more time. We're gonna stop all on over to our good buddies, our good friends at beersnob.com and look wow. up what their score is. Okay. Uh, and according to the average everyday Joe, the snobby normal guy, mm-hmm. uh, it's a seventy-two, which is extremely low, mm-hmm. which I would expect. Right. They've because, slided it, of course. Right, because it's an every man's beer. Mm-hmm. It's not a fancy hibiscus. Craft beer, you know. Uh, the bras put it at an eighty. Mm. So I don't know what the two scores even mean. I don't even know. I don't know if this is just one guy in his house and he's like writing all these reviews himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, oh, I have this great site. You know, there's hundreds of people on it, and there's you know, <laughs> but he just he just sits there and types out all the reviews. Yeah, could be. Look, I, I'm not making any accusations. Don't quote me on that. I'm just saying it could that that could. He's be just saying that's right. how it works. I'm just officially saying that, yes, that is a fake site. Okay. Uh, moving on. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, uh, let's get on to some interesting posts from Gentleman.com in the last week or so. All right. Well, first up, we have a um, a post that was added by our good friend Razorback. Razorback mm-hmm. is a giant of a 
gentleman. That's right. I don't mean in stature. Well, he's pretty tall too, actually. But okay. but uh, in terms of you want a prototypical. He's not prototypical. You want a. What am I, what is, what am I looking for here? Um, the ideal. The ideal. Right. Mm-hmm. The ideal gentleman member. Razorback. Right. Probably. He's up there. Probably. He's top on the short list. Two. Mm-hmm. Top. I, I don't know. I, we, we're not going to put it. We're right. not gonna. We're not gonna do. We're not gonna go down that road, right? Yeah. But we love you all. We yes. love you all. But the man is a giant when it comes to the gentleman. That's community. right. Mm-hmm. And he posted a tech that has gotten uh, the equivalent of a billion likes on the site. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, and um, it's titled "This Guy Got Burning Revenge on a Coworker Stealing His Wife's Lunch." Mm. Now, right off the bat, the lead image had me hooked. Right. Because Brian, as you well know, and as you are, we're both. Uh, chicken wing aficionados. We're avid wing guys. We're we're we need a name for that wing 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 ding. Okay, well wing that, that's wing dingers. That's awful. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, um, we we enjoy a wing or two. That's right. Did you have wings? You had wings tonight. I had wings tonight, and oh, it was man. it was. Fan- I, I even texted Glenn about it. I was like, "This right. is amazing." Right. I wish you were here. <laughs> Here. And I cried a little bit because I didn't have. I think I had like a tortilla for dinner, so it was like extra salt in the tortilla. I'm sorry, man. Next time I'll tell, tell you how terrible they were. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyway, so heading over to the site, it's uh, Uproxx, okay. which has been on. I think it's been on the site a few times, yeah. or gentleman a few times. But um, the, it details a story about how a uh, uh, a user on Reddit. There's a there's a this is great. There's a subreddit apparently on Reddit called Justice Porn, mm. which is a great name. Yes, because it's all about getting revenge, right? And the the the, the accounts of you know exacting revenge on people who mm. deserve it. And this is just one of those cases because uh, the the member um, Toasted Chilies that's his that's his username on on Reddit. That should tell you where this is going. Uh huh. Has a uh, has an account of how this guy has you know. He he's he's got a wife and he loves her very much and he makes her lunch every day, which is amazing. Lovingly creates her, you know, a personalized lunch every day, mm-hmm. and some jerkwad every day without fail started uh, stealing her lunch. Didn't matter what it was; she'd find parts of it missing or all of it missing or whatever. Okay, so Toasted Chilies decided to take matters in his own hands. The man of action. He's a man of action, and what he did was that um, the next day he uh, he rigged her lunch, made some hot wings. He's, he made a he made a chicken wing booby trap. Okay, <laughs> um, and what he did was he added. Um, let's see what what did he put on here? He put so he's talking. He talks about how he's he's a chili head. He loves hot sauces. Loves to cook. Um, Sounds like he's got a lot of chilies in his arsenal. Right, and so what he did was. He made some buffalo wings um, that he added some what's called Blair's 4 a.m. reserve, which you're supposed to use one drop. Um, you're supposed to dilute it to one drop per five liters of liquid. Okay? So it's like you put you, you, you squeeze some out and it goes... Right. Like when it hits the, the fluid. Okay? So he added a couple of drops per wing. Whoa. To, to these wings, oh. and then he dusted the wings with some uh, ghost chili powder, for good measure. And then, now, to be fair, he did say that he tried one or two to make sure that it wasn't so hot that it would kill somebody, mm. which he lives, so it's okay. Yeah. Uh, but you got to remember, this guy's a this guy's a, a, a seasoned chili head, right? So yeah. it's not, not a lot's going to I fade. feel like you can build a tolerance up to that stuff. And he even said that they were hot. Like, even right. cream didn't cut the heat. Right. And, yeah, so, anyway, he says uh, that, uh, needless to say, that just before lunch, there was a shrill from the kitchen at his wife's work, and that a young male colleague decided to help himself to lunch, and uh, he ran to the toilet and vomited over and over and over, and the moans sounded like someone was, like, had the death rattle, um, just dying. And his wife went in there and pretended like she had no idea what was going on. And I mean, it's the perfect setup because it's her lunch. Mm-hmm. She was supposed to eat that. Right. Somebody else did. Right. Just desserts, I say. Yep. Um, just as, And I can just imagine, you know, if you're not expecting... That's the other thing. Is, not only, <laughs> oh, yeah. Not only was this guy... Not only is this guy a seasoned chili guy, but he when he took a bite of it, he knew 
Yeah. He knew what was coming. If you get waylaid by something like that, yep. and you don't know it's coming, in yep. fact, you think it's going to be a delicious... Because uh, it has been. Right. <laughs> a delicious record. treat. Uh, <laughs> I can see that being incredibly painful. Uh, yeah. So... I mean, projectile vomiting and... Yeah, who who knows what else? Yeah, no kidding. I'm yeah. serious, man. You let it all go. Speaking of Montezuma's revenge. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, that, it's that's great. Uh, the only thing about this that you know you never know is it's on Reddit. Do you know it's true or not? Yes, I know it made it to gentlemen, so I have to say it probably is true. Yes, because we, I mean, we'll add legit- legitimacy to stuff if you know it ends up on gentlemen. Pro- we've probably vetted we've, it, and, right? We've you know, looked it over, but we haven't gotten sure. a chance to uh, talk to this guy in person, right? Uh, we haven't flown out there and, we'll and to discussed it. to him, uh, discussed to find out exactly. To- Toasted chilies. We've had some yeah. dialogue, and we'll, right. we'll, we'll verify this. Yeah, to we be have sure, to but... independently verify these yeah. stories. But um, anyway, so I don't know, Glenn. But yeah. it doesn't matter. It's a great story. It made me laugh. Um, hopefully, it's true. Uh, it's a great, it's a great visual. Like you just yeah. imagine somebody, and who hasn't, you know, like had some kind of, maybe not the same type of scenario, but right. somebody you don't mm-hmm. know who has been filching something of yours. And it's a great story because it seems so plausible. Oh, it does. You know these workplace refrigerators, yep. man. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 up for grabs. What one one little anecdote about? Um, we talked about the the sauce that he put on there. Um, Blair's four a.m. Reserve is. Literally seven thousand four hundred seventy-six times spicier than Tabasco. Wow, seven thousand times spicier than Tabasco. That's that's kind of spicy. So imagine one drop of Tabasco times mm. seven thousand. Wow, man, that's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, food right. for thought. Food for thought. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, this next hack is actually posted by Razorback Two. And look, we've talked about Oops. how we don't discriminate. If it, this is it, we pick the best the, the best things that we think will work really well to talk about on the podcast, and this is one of them. This is called German pilot in WW2 spared an American B17 pilot over Germany, only to reunite 40 years later and become fishing buddies. I wish the title was a little bit longer, right? Uh, but it, it's a long title. But the the basic gist to take away from it is it's a really interesting story uh, over on a site called War History Online. And um, basically, it's this story. They, they, they talk about how there's an American pilot, and the B-17 that he was flying was wounded. Uh, it had been shot up. It was barely keeping in the sky. Uh, the gunner on the ship had been killed. I mean, they're, they're thinking this might be the end. And yep. all of a sudden, they see a German fighter plane coming up on them, ready to knock them out of the sky. Right. Uh, they're they, they're they're defenseless. There's nothing they can do. Just sit sit back and take it, take it. Yeah, basically uh, playing the violin on the deck. And apparently, the German plane flew up right next to him. And the fact that they could make eye contact with mm-hmm. the the pilots made eye contact. And instead of shooting the plane down, the German pilot kind of looked around, saw what was going on, gave him a nod, and helped them get out of where they were at, and then let them go on and, and live. Uh, so it's this crazy story, uh, and it talks about – it's this really long article. It talks about this concept of the warrior's code. Right. And something uh, – it's, a, it's, it's a, a thing that's kind of been repeated throughout history all the way back to the 1600s mm-hmm. uh, in all these battles where uh, this weird phenomenon where complete enemies have sympathy and – Caring towards some people. They have a bond. They have a bond because they're both warriors. It's the code. It's the code, yeah. And uh, so they talk about... they, And it's crazy because they actually entered... Both both pilots actually found each other 40 years later. Um, And I was wondering how he did that. And apparently the American pilot, you know, he couldn't get it out of his head of that whole thing. I mean, that's something that would probably stay with you for the rest of your life. You know, that you almost bit it and... Some guy spared your life. You get to go home. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so obviously it stayed with him forever. And he he just it kept gnawing at him. And he said, you know, I've got to track this guy down. So he ended up taking a uh, an advertisement out in a newsletter of former German pilots that flew during that time. There's like a you know a World War II German huh. pilot newsletter, and he took an ad out in there and explained the story and said, if anybody knows who this is. Please let me know. Well, the German pilot sent him a letter and said, you know, I, I've always wondered, you know, if, if your plane made it because he didn't know that wow. the guy actually survived or not. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, the guy was just ecstatic and he, he, he called up 
information services and he's and he's you know is there a guy by this name in this town uh, and he was able to connect with him on the phone as soon as he got with the letter and they talked and they decided to meet up in person um in a very emotional exchange you know and yeah uh, so now i guess they're they they stay in touch and they're and they're buddies now but they go fishing they talk about uh the the german saw from his perspective he saw the plane was was in very bad shape he 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 expected to be fired upon and when he wasn't fired upon he could see that the gunner was had been killed and that they were basically defenseless yeah and he said you know in his conscience he couldn't he couldn't do it and uh they're also talking about that there was a very risky move for him because if the germans found out that he had the opportunity to to yeah to put the plane down and he didn't that he could be killed for it uh, but he said he just he, his conscience he just couldn't do it. He was basically you know killing a defenseless group of people at that point. So pretty crazy. I mean you don't you see you you think about this war scenario where you're you're just anything that you can do to destroy the enemy. You don't think about the individual questions and things that go through these people's minds when they have to execute these orders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a really incredible inside story on on what went through these guys minds and you know these kids like the i think the american pilot was his first mission he was 21 years old mm-hmm. west virginia farm kid mm-hmm. you know on this plane piloting this plane i mean i i can't even imagine the, that kind of situation it's an incredible incredible harrowing story yeah i i i couldn't imagine it either and you, you know you think about like you know all the propaganda yeah you know both sides had about well mm-hmm. i think we probably had well who knows but You've seen war posters from World War Two about like you know, yeah, granted the Nazis were not not the best, you know, right? But but you see the propaganda, and you assume that the enemy is you know they're all Hitler's basically, and yeah. they're all you know. Mm-hmm. And this guy, you know, he you know he had a family, you know he had, yeah he had parents, and he you know he's a human too, and yeah, at the end of the day, you know, he did the right thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, at yeah. that time he he did the the humane thing, right? And uh, I don't know. It's it's interesting how it all played out. Yeah, I thought it was interesting too that the the German superior officer was kind of talking about the orders about about what's it like preparing them to to go out there. Yeah, and he basically told him. I mean, I'm totally butchering this, but he basically said, you know, when you're out there and you have to make these decisions, do it based on your own, like how on your own conscience because hmm. you're going to have to live with it afterwards and so we're going to tell you to do this stuff but you're going to have to make this decision and you're going to need to live with it so think about that when you're out there doing these things which wow. is pretty pretty amazing uh advice which is also something that probably could get the superior officer in trouble i mean but anyway so I, it's a great story it's a i would highly recommend going out there and reading it you can you can check it out on podcast.gentleman.com and and get an inside you know, I, I guess World War Two is so long ago. I, right. I don't. I've never talked to anybody in person that's been in World War Two or heard stories about it. And uh, I mean, they're almost all dead. Yeah, and so it's an. Inch, I mean, we're so far removed from anything like that. It's it's pretty. It's a pretty great thing to be able to read stories like this and get an insight into what those people thought when they were in those situations. And it's another thing too. One of the one of the points in the article is about how. You know, with drone warfare and things like that, and everything's mm-hmm. you know machines and push a button and you kill a bunch of people. Right. Like how how far removed that makes your action. Right. You know, from humanity. Like right. from how you know this guy had to go and sidle up and look the other pilot in the eye. Right. Say, hey, I'm not going to kill right. you. Right. You know, I, mean, I don't know. I, I think it introduces a, a whole nother. It's a paradigm. A, uh, I think it was Razorback maybe that posted a. A trailer for a movie about that, mm. a, 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 a true story about a guy that pilots drones um, hmm. to, in, in war situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really interesting. I mean, we're getting into this weird realm of you're watching stuff on TV as a pilot of these things, and you're you know you're out there with the objective of killing people, right? But like you're in a weird trailer somewhere with TV screens and piloting a drone. Yeah. It's- Anyway, crazy, uh, crazy, crazy stuff. But anyway, check out check out podcast.gentleman.com. We'll have a link up to this story. You can go to gentleman.com. It's on our popular page this week. Um, and great story. Check it out. Uh, very heavy stuff, but well worth it. Definitely. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, uh, final thing we're going to talk about tonight is this crazy story that was posted by our good friend Zamoose. 
Um, and this is from RonanTrack.com. And the, ta- the title of this tag is called the, the Stupid Car Saved My Marriage. Um, and this is a really... This is a really interesting story. It's very weird. Uh, I happened to Razorback, or it's not sorry, not Razorback. Uh, Zamoose posted this this story, and I started reading it, and then I, I happened to realize that I had read this 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 guy's work on another blog before. I knew who this guy was just from his blog. He has this blog called uh, Project Ugly Horse, which is where he's he's totally redoing an old Mustang that he Ugly Horse. It, yeah, it's like the eighties <laughs> Mustang cool. that yeah. everybody hates, and he yeah. his dad had one, so he's like, "Well, I'll just make it this awesome car." So anyway, it's this whole step by step process that he's taken to redo this car. Anyway, it just so I just I read the story and I was like, "Oh, I know who this guy is." Anyway, it's this crazy story and it's very weird because it's very personal. And when yeah. he says it saved his marriage, he's being truthful because he describes how the fact that he married his high school or his college sweetheart. Right. And they got married like right after college. Mm-hmm. And then he says like a year later he was in love with somebody else mm-hmm. or something. And like his friends were like, oh, I don't know if you should get married. And there's this whole story about all this stuff. And then the story is supposed to be about how he went and bought this 2006 Mazda Miata convertible and got it for her, hoping that they could take some road trips together and kind of patch up. Yeah, yeah. To his wife, yeah. they would hopefully patch up their their relationship, bring them closer together. And it talks about how that car was successful in helping him do that. Yeah, it's a really, it's a it's a long read. It is a long read, but it's good. But it is you're right. You hit it on the head when you said it's 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 a little bit off putting how personal it is. It's like, very personal. I mean, this guy has you know he didn't have to write all that you know. No. But, but he goes into great detail about how he was being really selfish and how you know he decided to he wanted to make amends and mm-hmm. and he bought the car and they went right. across. It's kind of interesting too how he's like detailing all the different places and how fast they got there. Right. You can tell the audience is you know somebody it's who would care about how fast you're driving and things like that. But yeah, I, I, I it's it's a crazy story. I, I'm I'm hoping for the best for this guy and his wife, but I have to say. Uh, I'm not sure if this is the best way <laughs> to... I mean, yeah. it seems like maybe counseling or something. He's like, screw counseling. I got her a Mazda Miata and we did these road trips. Yeah. And I'm sure that helps and everything, but wow. Yeah. If the, if the, like if you read this story, you're like, wow, these, this is not a good... There's, there's still a little bit more baggage that needs to be unpacked, yeah, probably. I think so, and it won't fit in the back of a Miata. Nope. <laughs> um, so anyway, it's a really interesting story. Uh, pretty crazy. I, I've always hated the Mazda Miata. I've always thought oh, it was yeah. the biggest. They're the worst. I've always thought it was the biggest. Like I've seen guys drive around in a Mazda Miata. And I'm like, no, 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 sir, do not do that. You know, put that top back up. Exactly. <laughs> it's supposed to be like a you know enthusiast car, car, and ah, it's just a you know. But for your wife, if I mean, right. that my, could make sense. My my aunt had one, so now. I just I just equate the Miata. With- no offense if anybody owns a Miata out there. Right. <laughs> Sorry. But I mean, this is just my opinion. Look, and I mean, you're, you're probably not the only person, Brian, who has this opinion. Right. I, I have that opinion right. as well. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But you. but I also drive a uh, you know, this essentially a grocery getter. Look, so- I, I drive a 1995 Toyota pickup. So <laughs> yeah, to each his own. And it's not a four by four. Yeah. It's yeah. And if it has a drop top, it'll be on accident. <laughs> exactly. Right, so you know it, it's it's very it's a very interesting read. You know, I'm, I mean, if you're in a serious relationship and you're married, I mean, you could totally kind of you can relate to a lot of the things that he talks about. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, I mean, relationships are hard. Yeah, it's just interesting that he he used a car mm-hmm. to as, as a <laughs> vehicle, right? To uh, uh, you know, patch hope, things up. Oh, yeah, hopefully repair things. Yeah. So. Well, we'll see. I. I I don't know. I have to say it's kind of questionable about him talking so personally about this stuff. I mean, I feel like maybe he could have glossed over some stuff. Maybe he did. Maybe he's leaving some stuff out. Uh, it seems like he's airing it all on the table. Then I was in his bathroom at this club. <laughs> the editor was like, God, we can't talk about this. This is an auto. This is an auto site. This is supposed to be about cars. Uh, I thought you meant racetracks. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, okay. well, we hope for the best for him and his family, and that everything works out. Um, but yeah, interesting little story. Very interesting. Well, well done, Zamus. Um Okay, Glenn. Well, it's time to talk about the toast for this week, Glenn. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, uh, I was thinking about this toast this week, and 
you know, you you told me about a little show called Drunk History. Yes. <laughs> and I, I kept seeing it pop up on Netflix and Amazon. And that's that's what I love about Netflix is that, you know, I probably wouldn't have watched it unless I happened to be sitting on the couch one night and you'd mentioned it and I was like, oh, I should check this out. Is it on Netflix? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought or it was Netflix, just on Amazon it might be Prime. On, it might be Amazon. Yeah. It might be yeah. just Amazon. Sorry. I, I kind of, I have the two services. They're, so I they're, flipped, per, they're yeah. basically the same. Exactly. But um, anyway... Uh, I happened to I, I flipped it on the first episode and then I watched eight episodes <laughs> like I watched almost the whole thing because it was it was just hilarious and I got so like sucked in by it it was awesome uh, and if you guys haven't seen it um, the the show the, the premise behind the show is that he films somebody who's intoxicated off the top of his head or her head. Uh, talking about a historical event mm-hmm. and relating a story about it, and then he has actors play the parts and do. It's basically like a History Channel show, except the pe- the narrator's drunk, basically, right. which is hard to hard to imagine unless you see it. You just have but to watch it. It's it's hilarious. Anyway, this guy's name's Derek Waters, um, and I just got such a kick out of it. I, and as soon as I saw the <laughs> the the shows, I thought, what a brilliant concept that he came up with. This is. It's it's like one of those things. It's like so simple that it's perfect, mm-hmm. and it's absolutely brilliant. Um, and I love uh, my buddy Ken was telling. I, I asked him if he's like seen Drunk History. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, I, we bought you know, like we bought the the, the, the box set or whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, but he was like telling me about this this interview he did on uh, like Seth Meyers NBC show or whatever late late night. Or- yeah, and uh, so I went and watched it, and it's pretty funny because it's just like a little five minute clip. But he was talking about how. Uh, he came up with the idea, and then networks heard about it because he, he he came up with the idea with one of his buddies because one of his buddies was really drunk one night and trying to tell him this story about I want to say Otis Redding or something like that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Anyway, and so he was trying to tell him the story, and and this Derek Waters guy was like, okay, you know, and he just started, he started thinking about what if you know somebody's reenacting this story, you know, and it just started making him laugh, and so he thought, well, that's great shit. Anyway, so him and him and this guy did like did a version of it, and then networks heard about it, and a, he says like a certain network that does shows about history uh, called him up, and they're like, well, that's mean about this, and um, they they watched it, and they thought it was a great concept, and they said the one thing they said about it was like, do they have to be drunk? <laughs> And he's like, yeah, because other if it was we'll just call it history, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then it would just be a history show, anyway. So, uh, so anyway, is it great little story? And if you haven't seen Drunk History, I highly recommend going out there and watching it. The, the great thing about Drunk History is that they get incredible. I mean, they have like huge name actors that just right. pop in and do these slots. So right. you, you Jack Black, and right. you have Jack Black. You know, does Elvis? He plays right. Elvis. In Stephen it. Merchants and um, yeah. Uh, just yeah, Adam Scott from uh, uh, you know Ron Swanson. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, they they have every episode has different you know Weird Al Yankovic's in one of them. Oh, I didn't I, know that. Yeah, <laughs> he plays Hitler in one of them. And so they get these great actors like Stephen Merchant plays Abraham Lincoln, oh. and uh, just I mean. Some of them are kind of hit and miss. I mean, some of them are kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. Some but are better than others. It really sure. depends on the dialogue that the person has and the actor that's acting it out. And if you get the right two combination together, it's like magic. I mean, it's so good. Highly recommended. Yeah. I um, think the, of the ones I've seen, the, the reenacting the Lincoln assassination. The Lincoln assassination is great. I love is, the Houdini one. That was awesome. Oh, really I haven't good. seen that one yet. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, it was... I had me rolling. It's great. I, dude, I, I love it. it it's so... It's so great. I'm gonna after this show. I'm gonna go watch some some <laughs> drunk history. But okay. anyway, highly recommended and a toast to Derek Waters for coming up with the concept and executing it like a champ. Well done, sir. Okay, Glenn. Um, that means it's time for the uh, hot button topic. Um, Glenn, and speaking of buttons. Mm. Amazon's got a new button. They do. They uh, want you to. Amazon's push it. got a brand new button. And uh, it's a James Brown song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, Glenn, this uh, if if those are, so, some people probably haven't heard about this. Uh, and right around April Fool's Day, hmm? Amazon puts up this site. Amazon's been doing some weird, weird stuff recently. Yep. Uh, we talked about the Amazon Echo, which yep. I ordered. Right. Which is supposed to get here next month. I'm okay. excited about it. We're gonna have um, a, a teardown of this thing. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about that. But uh, they're doing all these weird things. And one of them is 
they came out with this thing called the Dash Button, which you find the products in your house mm-hmm. that you replace often. Like, say, uh, beer yes. for me. Uh, often needs to get replaced, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, you put that you adhere this button to wherever you store the goods. So in my refrigerator, I would have this button, mm-hmm. and it would say Dosakis on the button. <laughs> and, oh uh, man, that's a dangerous button! Right I there. would, you know, I would get to the last couple bottles of Dosakis and hit the button, and then in the next couple days, Amazon would send me out a case of Dosakis. So it's like Amazon Instant on steroids. Yes. Okay. And so we're talking about for like laundry detergent, toilet paper. Paper towels, Dosa Keys. coffee, Dosa Keys, um, all these things. But it's this weird, like one little button that you stick all over your house in the in the places that that you you know when you know you're running out of something, you just hit a button and it magically comes to your house. So I I thought this was an April Fool's prank when it came out. Agreed, I thought so too. I was sure of it, and I, I, I'm now I'm convinced that they released this on April Fools to to. Take advantage of the, the the ambiguity about it. Well, and it's like the crazy. It, 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 it like okay. Here's my thing, Ryan. All right, this is a hot button topic segment, right? Mm-hmm. So, first of all, what if you have kids? <laughs> what if what if my daughter goes and clicks it a hundred times? So, what clicks- they do is, if you order it a second time when it's on its way. It won't get ordered. Okay. So you order it once, and if it has not arrived yet, it won't get reordered. Okay. Okay. Well, that... Okay. All right. All right. So there you go. There you go. Well, then I have no qualms. No. (laughs) But I mean, okay, as a society, like, we have phones that can do this. I mean, just think about, like, in the past few years, we're Mm -hmm. now able to order things. I'm able to go into any store, scan the barcode with my phone with Mm -hmm. an app. Amazon actually has an app for this. Yeah. Scan the barcode, get the price on Amazon. Right. And if you want to, order it in one click. Mm-hmm. Um, which I've used here and there. Right. Um, I don't like to use it very much because it feels a little wrong. It does feel weird. Go, but if I'm in like Walmart, yeah. you bet. Oh, yeah. I got no qualms with that. Big box stores. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. If I'm in a local store, I'm not going to do that. But yeah. um, but anyway, I mean, have, do we... do? Uh, is it that much more convenient, Brian? Is it that much more? And plus, it's only like one thing. It's like yeah, detergent. It's like a, one button, a button for one thing. So you have 50 buttons lying around. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I think it makes sense for Amazon. I oh, mean, yeah, it does. Uh, reduce any kind of... Reduce any Friction? kind of... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just that easy. You just hit a button. You don't even have to open up your phone and open up an app, which seems very easy to me. Yeah. But yet, they want to... They want to get you know. I think the other part of it is they're trying to to push their 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 grocery service stuff that they're they're, yep. they're getting in the they want to get in the grocery business. Oh yeah, I mean do. they're moving down that road mm-hmm. as quick as they can, mm-hmm. and this is like one step closer to testing stuff out and getting there. But I gotta say about Amazon.com is they gotta tap the brakes a little bit. They're getting <laughs> a little crazy on this stuff. And I mean, when you release something and people think it's think it's an April Fool's joke. Uh, and it looks like one, and I still think, man, is this really real? I don't really know. Uh, th- that's a problem. That's that's getting to the point where it's like, okay, you got to start thinking about what you're doing and why. Yeah, and the drone thing, and the drone thing's a little crazy, you mm-hmm. know. And I don't. I mean, you got to be a little bit crazy and try different stuff. But I think sure. that they've taken it to another level of crazy. Like, I think I think we talked about before with Google and Amazon. I feel like they get so freaked out about whatever Apple's working on. That they just, I mean, if they hear a rumor about something Apple's working on, yeah. they they start, they, they just build a product and put it out there, <laughs> you know, just as a reaction to it. And I'm not yeah. saying this was, in, you know, this is, this is like a, this, a drunk, you know, board meeting or something. Yeah. Bezos and his buddy. What, what if like, there was a, I my keychain, I had a blah, blah, blah. Bezos' buddy is like, I bet you, you can't <laughs> build this button that orders laundry detergent when you hit it yeah. and make it successful. Bezos yeah. is like, screw that. I'll show you. I already did it. <laughs> yeah. I did it last week. Let me type my buddies at the engineering department yeah. right now. And by buddies, I mean people that I cracked the whip for. Exactly. Um, there's one interesting aspect of this that mm-hmm. uh, you know, I just kind of thought about when you were talking about that, and yeah. that is that this is a way... So if you're going to go to the grocery store, you have to remember what it is you're getting. Yep. You have to... 
It's like the reverse of that. It's like whenever I exactly whenever I come back from the grocery store, I'm like, I forgot yeah. this stuff, you know. Yeah. And this is this is actually the opposite, you know. It's 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 putting in your head, oh yeah, I yeah, need, and, yeah, I need that, and it's right there. And there's also the psychology of like the satisfaction of clicking something and knowing that it's yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's pretty. It, they kind of like gamified the whole right grocery shopping thing. My one reservation about this, and apparently there's an Amazon Dash thing like this, but it's not a button. It's like a multi-use thing. It's like a button, but it's not for one individual it's like a product. like USB stick. That you walk around with and you, like, scan a barcode or something. Like, you just grab it. phone? Yeah, and, and, you, <laughs> and it does the ordering and everything like that. That's my thing about it is that it's really weird that it's in, it's like, in, you, like, fix it to the spot where the thing is and it's only for that one thing. Like, so how many buttons are you going to have in your house? Like... You know, I, yeah. I don't know. I guess it's like how many how many things? I, if they really get into the grocery thing, I mean, you'd have like a hundred buttons in your kitchen, in your refrigerator. You'd have like a hundred buttons for stuff. Milk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eggs. It would uh, be kind of handy. Yeah, oh yeah. It would be kind of awesome, actually. I was looking at they have this their their Amazon. I think it's called Amazon Fresh. I don't know if that's that's a grocery service or whatever. They have this thing where instead of like, it's pretty smart where they you. You can pick out different things, and you have one big box. It's like your grocery cart. Okay. And you say, like, you add a 12-pack of Coke in there, and it fills up 15% of your cart. And then you, you can fill that whole big box and get it shipped to you for 6 bucks. Wow. So it's like this big shipping crate that gets sent to you of, like, all your... Gro- not, like, milk, eggs, Perishables, and stuff like that, yeah. but, like, the rest of it mm-hmm. um, can get shipped to you. So I don't know. They're, they're trying to go down that path, and... Do everything else in the world. So, I mean, I could just go to a grocery store and yeah. get a crate. Yeah. But if they could convince 10% of the people in the United States to use sure. their grocery service. Sure. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Move over, Walmart. I think it'll get weird when I order a steak from Amazon. <laughs> you know? How weird will that be? Amazon steaks? Yeah. Hey. Amazon Prime Cut. <laughs> Amazon Prime Rip. Yeah. Uh, that'll be weird. And well, I don't know. It's the future's the future's a scary place, Glenn. The future is now. The future is now. Time is now. Well, now. Now. Now, now. Now it's now. Now. Okay, Glenn. Well, I don't know what the consensus on that is. I think it's kind of weird and probably not a good idea. Like I said, Amazon needs to tap the brakes. You need to step back from the cliff a little bit on these on these inventions. I, I maybe I'm just old and curmudgeon-y, which is weird because I'm having I have a birthday. All the like, kids are using Amazon Dash button. Now. Yeah, <laughs> I just dashed some bounty. <laughs> oh yeah, you got bounty. I'm a Tide guy. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what kind of detergent we uh, use. It's green. I don't know. Whatever costs the least. Comes in a big thing. Yeah. For the most at the store. Yep. Exactly. Know. Anyway, probably kill puppies to make it. All right, Glenn. Well, who knows? Who knows? Well, time will tell. Time will tell on that deal. Another? Another? Uh, yeah, another. we're going to have to crack open another one because okay. it's time, Glenn, for the questions from the gentleman mailbag. Glenn. It's a, it's a great it's a great time of the evening, Brian. I'm, it is. This has become my favorite segment. This is this is a great this is a great part of the show. And It's uh, very satisfying. It's very satisfying. It's great to hear from people and we heard from a great gentleman user this week. Um and his name is Nathaniel, and he's from Anchorage, Alaska, Glenn, mm-hmm. which is he all the way from Anchorage, Alaska. He sent us a letter. And Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's fitting that last week we had someone from Texas. This week it's Alaska. Mm-hmm. Two biggest states in the union. Mm, good point. Yeah. So next is going to be, what would that be? Uh, California. Yeah. Wait, is California bigger than Texas? Shoot. I don't know. I think Texas is bigger. Pretty sure. Texas is larger than life. Yeah, well, it's the Republic. Yeah. Uh, but let me talk about his letter for a second, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, again, this is a very memorable... He's got his own stationery. Yeah. Um, Monogrammed. Yeah, it's a great... You know, I love I love the fact that he's got his own stationery. Mm-hmm. It's got his initials on it. It's really well designed. It's really cool. Um, good idea. Again. Well you know, done, sir. Yeah, well done. And, and, the, and the name of this member Na- is... Yeah. Oh, Nathaniel. This Nathaniel. Is Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Nathaniel writes, um, I love this opener. <laughs> Long-time listener, member, and fan. But first time to write. <laughs> uh, even though I've been a member of the site for a few years, I don't think I've actually tacked anything. Oops. 
my that's question, okay. That's okay. Hey, hey, no problem. Uh, my question for the gentleman mailbag is: How many states have you been to, and how many countries have you been to? Um, and it's uh, a great question, Glenn. Mm. Uh, I uh, oh, and one one other thing I want to say about this guy is that he says, you know, he's on the, on the front of the card. It says, "Keep up the good work, guys," which we appreciate, and it says, "Go pokes." So he's an Oklahoma State guy, I'm assuming, by that comment. Which is which is in our Big 12. Big 12 uh, country. Co- yeah, Big 12, Big 12 country, country here. That's right. Well, kind of interesting uh, juxtaposition there. I'm from Alaska. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. Go now, Pokes. What, yeah, I'm kind of curious how he got from Oklahoma State to... I assume oh, Go Pokes is Oklahoma State. I would think so. Right? I can't think of any other Pokes. And, and yeah, I, I think it's probably Oklahoma State. So... Well, we're just going to assume. It's just a small for the sake of the show. Yeah, in, right? exactly. It's a small world. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious now how he got from from Oklahoma over to Alaska. But who knows? Um, but anyway, uh, that's fine. Oklahoma State, Big Twelve, mm-hmm. good. That's mm-hmm. good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We, um, yeah. We there's some common ground we share there. That's right. Um, that's right. Even though he lives in Alaska mm-hmm. and we live in Kansas, right? We can still unite over. That's right. Big rivalry, 12. bitter rivalry. Big so. bitter rivalry. Yeah, that's right. That's really that's not right. that bitter. Yeah. But, I've never been to Stillwater. I can start off the question by saying that. I've never, I, I have been to Oklahoma, but I've never been to Stillwater, which is where yeah. Oklahoma State University yeah. is. Um, I have been to... I was looking at. I was actually looking at a map to find out how many states I've been to. And okay. in my mind, <clears throat> I was thinking, oh, I've been to like most of the states in the U.S. Yeah. You know? But then I was like, you know, I should, I should fact check myself on this. And so I looked at a map of the U.S. and I counted all the states that I had been to. And it turns out it was 23 Wow. So less less than half. And I was surprised by that. I, I like to think that I travel around quite a bit and go to a lot of different areas. And of those 23 states, Glenn, I would say that I actually spent legitimate time in probably a small – probably 25% of them. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I – I've been through. I stopped in Indianapolis, you know, or, or whatever. Like I haven't, I haven't actually been to Indiana. I've only like stopped in the city for two hours, or I've driven through Iowa. I've only, you know, so a lot of the a lot of the places I've been, I haven't really spent any meaningful time in. So, um, so yeah. What about you, Glenn? What about you on the states? I've been to thirty. I've been to thirty states. Thirty states. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Now, if, my, if my math is correct here. Now, have you spent meaningful time in in all of these states? No, no, no. I've spent mean, meaningful time in most of them, but a few were drive-throughs. Yeah. Um, I drove through North Dakota. I did have dinner there. Oh. Um, North Dakota is one I've never been to. It's on the way to Canada, so right. Um, I did. I, I yeah. North Dakota is not. It's not a lot going on, man. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. Uh, yeah. You know, but some could say the same about certain parts of Kansas as well. So yeah. Um, let's see. Drove through a lot of Idaho and Wyoming and Montana. I've never been up there. Uh, but uh, Yellowstone. Oh, okay. With Yellowstone. That's why we're in that area when I was a kid. And then Washington, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I haven't been to Washington. So 29. <sighs> California. Dude. Yeah, a lot of that. And then, you know, just family vacations, basically, on the other side. Uh, going to uh, you know Virginia and mm-hmm. Maryland and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. a lot of states, a lot of states. Been around. I actually, it's one of the things I appreciate most about my parents taking family vacations and driving places with. Uh, yeah, we had a, we had a station wagon like the mm. old kind. Where oh yeah, you got the seat in the very like the very back, the very back yeah. face the other way. Yeah, I remember those. I uh, I about tossed my cookies <laughs> going up a mountain. Back, you know, you're in the back oh, seat. Yeah, and you're going up, and it's just ugh. yeah. Um, my grandpa sat back there with me. <laughs> um, he's awesome. Uh, I sent you a picture a couple of yeah. days ago of my grandpa they, wearing they a gentleman shirt. shirt. Yeah, I saw that. It's looking good. Looking spry. Oh, man. He is yeah. spry. He, he walks a mile every day. Anyway, wow. it's not here nor there. He's 90, 95. Wow. Yeah. All right. But anyway, so, uh, and I've been to Mexico and I've been to Canada. That's as, far, yeah. that's, that's as far as I go. I, I've never been... Uh, I, I'm remiss to say yeah. that I haven't been further you out just, of this world. It's all North America for you. That's yeah. That's what I know. Mm-hmm. I've been to. We talked about earlier how I've been to Mexico. <laughs> that's not really Mexico. It's, yeah. it's what people frequently remind me. But that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I did cross the border and I did go down to Mexico. So in my mind, I've been to Mexico. You have been to Mexico, technically. Um, I've been to Ireland. Oh yeah. I took a I- Irish um, retreat. 
uh, into the Irish countryside. Mm-hmm. Um, almost wrecked my car, my rental car. Did wreck my rental car, basically. I remember that. Off yeah. in the Irish countryside. Wow. Uh, faulty GPS, man. I'm telling you, don't trust those rental car GPS systems in other countries. Look at a map. Always bring a map. That's the lesson I learned from that. Um, and then I, I lived in Australia for a year. I stopped on New Zealand uh, on the way over there for a few days. And that's probably it. So, you know, whatever. But I, here's the thing about this, Glenn. There's a lot of places in the world. There's a lot of places. And I want to go to Europe. I want to check all that stuff out. But honestly, after I came back from Australia, I was like, okay, I don't ever have to go anyplace else. Like, I could go to Europe. That's fine. Whatever. If I'm going to take a major trip in an airplane somewhere that takes forever to get to, I would be fine with going to Australia every time. Every time? I, I love it. I love the place. It's great. <clears throat> I've got great uh, experiences that I had there. I'm like, if I need to get in a 15-hour plane ride, I would just assume it would be going to Australia. That's uh, that's what I would be doing. I, I know many people. I I know a guy who's been to every single country of the world. His favorite mm. his favorite one is, is Australia. Yeah. His favorite city. Well, his favorite city is Sydney. Yeah. So I would beg to differ with him on that. But you like Melbourne, right? <clears throat> I like Melbourne over Sydney. I would take Brisbane over Sydney, but mm. um, so I would top take three. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it's Sydney's cool. It's it's good, and maybe it's just because I didn't spend enough time there. But what is your favorite city in North America? North America, um, North New York City. Yeah. Um, if I had to go with a state outside of Kansas that I really like a mm-hmm. lot, because I, I, love, I love Kansas. And I haven't been to Anchorage, Alaska, Nathaniel. I haven't been to Alaska at all. Yes. So I speak that with, I have no idea. You know, I, I don't yeah, know what Alaska's heard, like. Alaska's beautiful. I've heard it too. I've got a buddy that goes bear hunting in there. He's been been there a well, couple times. Jeremy you Woods. Join. Oh, Woods goes hunting? He goes bear hunting wow. in Alaska. He loves it. Seriously? A, yeah, he loves it. He says it's amazing. Bear hunting? Yeah. Bear, Brown or black? Like grizzly. Ooh, like, he hunts grizz. Yeah. Like, uh, he's got a stuffed 10-foot-tall bear. Like, I'm not joking, man. It, you know he bought that. Dude, he's got pictures <laughs> and some amazing stories of being face-to-face uh, with elk. And, and, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, it, he's got some incredible stories. So I've got, a, I've got a buddy that really appreciates Alaska a great deal because he's a big-time hunter. But um, outside of, outside of, the, of Kansas, my favorite state is uh, Oregon. Okay. Oregon. I've been, I've traveled a lot of different places in Oregon and I really appreciate that place. It's, uh, it's a very unique state. Uh, they have things like no sales tax. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Uh, somebody else always pumps your gas. Yep. Um, so state law, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can't pump your own gas. Uh, so, so anyway, uh, it's it's a it's a unique place. I I, I just I have been through Corvallis. I've been through Portland. I've been through um, everywhere in between. I've been to Eugene, and I, all those places are great. So I really appreciate Oregon. But is there Brian? Is maybe there another reason that you appreciate Oregon? Is there maybe another, you know, maybe an extracurricular reason that you would want to go there all the time? Uh no, I ceramics. <laughs> I don't. They've got really good ceramic shops. I noticed. Well, you, you're kind of hit on the fact there's no sales tax. What else are they lax on? You know, uh, they, you know they're very strict on their gas rules. Well, let me tell you mine. Mine's okay. Colorado. No, uh, <laughs> no, I really, I love Colorado. Yeah, I've always, ever since I've been a little kid, I love Colorado. But I also, I also enjoyed. I've been to New York City and upstate New York, and that was yeah. a blast. I've never been to upstate New York. I'd like to check that out. It's it's a lot of fun. Like yeah. it, there's a lot of you know cool stuff up there. Um, I also enjoyed Oregon a great deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love Texas. Texas is good. Austin, Austin is great. One town. of my favorite cities. Yeah, and I also love California. I yeah. love how diverse it is, going from mm-hmm. north to south, and just mm-hmm. oh man, one of one of the best trips I've I've been on. So yeah, was, was going through California, and I love the ocean. I love, of, I love the ocean. There's a lot of yeah, I do too. I love being around. I mean, I think being from Kansas, you're not you yeah. don't see the ocean very much. So when you see it, it's pretty special. Yeah. It um, is. But yeah, the United States is it's very diverse. There's a lot of different places to go check out. I need to go see some more national parks. I've never been to Yellowstone. You should do that. I've heard that it's just an incredible experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, uh, somebody posted something on gentleman.com not too long ago about the national parks in Utah or yeah. something like that, and just you know. Just some, some, maybe some national park that you hadn't heard of that you can go and check out. And yeah. I, I, you know, I, flying places and traveling now is so much easier. You know, I, I cheaper. I was talking to my dad about my dad's 
uh, about him growing up and, mm-hmm. you know, the opportunities they had to travel back in the day. And it was, it was, it was harder. Like flying on planes was not, <laughs> it was way more expensive. It was, it wasn't know, guaranteed. It uh, wasn't guaranteed. Delivery. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and it was, it was, so we don't, we have a lot easier of a time now being able to hop on a plane and go somewhere just like that. And you're there, you mm-hmm. know, it's like magic. You're, you're right in the different part of the United States or a different part of the world. And, uh, back in the day, it wasn't that easy, you know? Mm-hmm. So he, he only had a couple trips that he ever went on ever you know and uh so it's pretty pretty awesome that we have the ability to do this but i want to make it up to alaska i want to I yeah. go up there and check it out Me too. so uh nathaniel if you're listening uh let us know sis drop some drops an email and let us know how you got from oklahoma state to uh to alaska it's just did this uh did nathaniel leave his gentleman uh username nathaniel oh his username is yeah. nathaniel okay yeah okay cool Nathaniel, so, thank you so much for writing. Yeah, in. thanks for thanks for the letter, Nathaniel. Um, let us know. Let us know about that Oklahoma State tie. I'm curious. So, mm-hmm. um, oh, that reminds me, I got a uh, I got a uh, email back from um, the gentleman who wrote in last week. Oh yes, because uh, we had Dusty. A li- Dusty, right? Dusty, we we had a little um, uh, we had a little time trying to pronounce one of the words. Is very critical. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He 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 wrote this awesome handwritten letter. Yeah, and one of the words. We couldn't quite make out what it right. was, um, and it was it was brands of cigars. Okay. So anyway, he said, you know, sorry, sorry for the ambiguity. Uh, it was uh, because of the rum. Uh, uh, I blame the rum. Uh, yeah, that's a good. I, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there. I can I, understand. Um, but he also said that if you you know his his favorite cigar was the Maker's Mark cigar, oh. which I've had before, yeah, and they used to carry it around here. I, I wrote back and said that, you know, used to carry it around here, used to be one of the staples, mm-hmm. but, you know, for whatever reason, it, locally it just hasn't shown up in a while, and hmm. I don't really buy cigars locally anymore, so maybe I'll have to check that out again. Is that uh, is that made by, like, the... It's it, it, totally it, different. It, well, no, no, no. It's, 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 uh, it's like a, a partnership between like a, I think it's a Drew Estate or a, a big a big cigar make, oh, manufacturer, okay. and then they partner with Maker's Mark. And oh, that's like a co-branded kind of thing. Yeah, but okay. the, it comes in a it comes in a tube that has like the Maker's Mark. Um, yeah, uh, you know, Seal. wax over the yeah. top of it. So mm-hmm. anyway, uh, yeah, it's okay. a good it's a good stogie. Yeah, I had, um, yeah, I've never had that one, but maybe maybe we will sometime in the future. Yeah, well, if I see him, I'll pick one up. Okay, Glenn. Well, that was a question from the gentleman mailbag this week. Um, keep them coming. Keep them coming. Yeah, send us drop just like Nathaniel and Dusty. Uh, send us a letter to the PO Box four four two three zero five Lawrence Kansas six six zero four four. We will we'll talk about it. We'll have a discussion much. about it, and uh, our lives will be forever changed, <laughs> as they always are every week. That's true, Glenn. Oh, Brian, how could I forget? I'm sorry. One of my favorite places. Yeah, Florida Keys. Oh yeah, you're talking I about love this. sunshine. I love the ocean, mm-hmm. and you cannot avoid it there. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, Mike Leach. I just read Mike Leach's book. Okay, he's, he ha, he has a house down there, and he he's which he's, part? Uh, I don't know. He says it's just he just talks about being in the Florida Keys. Oh so. man, there's as I understand, it's a very small area. Oh yeah, it's like it's super small. Well, yeah, there's hardly any land. Yeah, like, I mean, it's yeah. it's literally like half yeah. a mile wide at most as you're yeah. driving down. When he get, when he left his coaching job, him and his wife and his family moved down there <laughs> and just hung out. He's like, all right, I'll just go down to the Florida Keys at my house and hang out down there. <laughs> that would be an expensive house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure it is. But you know, he I, I he lived he he went down there for some reason and he just got got all into it and then. Uh, they have some story about him, uh, a shark circling him, and another guy in the water out there, and then getting getting out of the situation and everything. It's wow! Like, so anyway, I don't know. Side yeah, note. I, I I've never been down there. Never been to Florida, but I I'm intrigued by the Florida Keys. I'm intrigued by this. Yeah, the whole um, the, the Keys are cool, and then you have uh, Key West, which is right. like at the very end of the Keys, the mm-hmm. furthest part south yeah. and, and west, and it's yeah. just a cool. Uh, Man, one of the best restaurants I've ever. It was like a Cuban, like hole in the wall. Mm. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I think we talked about it before, but man, I don't know. Just this is weird, you know. Hemingway, yeah, lived there. Right, a lot of history. A lot of history. So yeah. mm-hmm. weird, weird stuff too. They have like a cat cemetery. No, a cat cemetery. No, they just have random cats. That's have- a Stephen King book. Oh yes, that's that's, <laughs> that's what that is. 
No, they have something. There's something about cemeteries, but they also have like a bunch of weird like. What is it? Five toed cat? I can't remember what it is. It's like weird. They just have cats everywhere, and it's just weird. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay. Anyway. All right, Glenn. We'll, we'll be laboring the point. We'll research that for next time. Maybe we will for episode fifty six. Yes, fifty six. Yeah, man. I'm feeling. I'm feeling our age. Yeah, we're getting gray flex in the beards and <laughs> yeah, memory loss. Huh? Me- what? <laughs> <laughs> Bad timing. Uh, that, yeah, comedic timing is, is uh, definitely uh, taking a plummet. Well, Glenn, that's all right. Not that it was. That was great to start with, Glenn. Not that it was anything to write the gentleman mailbag about. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, speaking of the start of something, this is the end of something. This, is, this has been the end of something. Uh, this is the end of the gentleman podcast for this week. This is episode 55. We're looking forward to episode 56. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Nathaniel, for uh, writing in the gentleman mailbag. And we will talk to you guys next week. Yeah, we want to thank our sponsors, uh, the History Channel. <laughs> and uh, Bounty. Bounty. Uh, for when you want to wash your clothes. For <laughs> That was Tide. Oh. Tide. And Tide. For when you want to wash your clothes. What's Bounty? When you want to clean up. Oh, paper your, towels. Paper towels. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I screwed yeah. up the spot. That's okay. Uh, well, yeah, sure we'll... if you clean up the the uh, if you're wa- if you're washing machine leaks, if you puked while listening to the show, yes, then you can use Bounty to clean that up, <laughs> and then wash your clothes with Tide. Yep. Uh, and when you're out of it, hit the Amazon Dash. That's right. Get more. That's right. Get more all all the time, mm-hmm. whenever you want it. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll catch you next week for episode fifty six. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Sansbury. Good night. Bye-bye. <laughs>